0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Thank you for downloading and subsequently listening to We Got This with Mark and Hal featuring our special guest, Austin Creed, aka Xavier Woods. I want to encourage you, if you're not familiar with his work as Austin Creed, uh, he's doing great stuff over at Up Up Down Down on YouTube. A lot of great video game news, video game playthroughs, uh, hilarious videos with him and some of his WWE friends. So check it out on YouTube, Up Up Down Down. And hey, While you're at it, since you're listening to this podcast, don't be a fool, as they all say. Go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. Helps new people find the show. We really appreciate it. And now I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to get out of your ear so you can listen to the latest episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all best classic
1: arcade game that's right don't worry everyone we got this podcast should have a theme song podcast should not have a theme song yes they should no they shouldn't they sound good yeah but people are just going to skip
0: past it Hmm. you know what
1: you're
0: right we got this hello everybody
1: hi listeners how are you uh i don't know why i waited for an answer there for a second. <laughs>
0: You just want to check in with the people who, who are listening, and hopefully technology will advance to the point where they can answer you. I understand. Hal, it's a very exciting day. I know it's very exciting for you. It's very exciting for me for two reasons. Okay. Okay? I'll tell you why. Uh, number one is I'm a big fan of video games and have been my entire life. I've been playing them and talking about them and failing at them and succeeding at them. Uh, but I'm also a big fan of professional wrestling, and now the two roads uh, – our meeting in our guest today, who you may know as Xavier Woods on WWE programming, or you may know as Austin Creed from his incredible Up Up Down Down channel. Uh, I'm going to call him Austin. Does that work for you, Austin? 100% it does. Austin Creed. Austin Creed. Yes. Guys, Austin Creed is our guest. Austin, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This. I'm glad you're excited because I'm excited and Mark is excited, even though uh, he does not know a ton about video games, so we had two topics we were gonna we were going to potentially discuss with you, also okay. One was best video game console. Okay, Sega. The Oh, cool. there you go. Sega. You G- say Sega I- Genesis. No, he said Dreamcast, right? Oh, Dreamcast. And I meant to say Saturn.
2: It just came out too fast. <laughs> Sega Saturn by far.
0: Sega Saturn. You don't want to go Sega CD? Are you sure? No. Sega CD was the last one that I
1: bought. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm I would have been terrible with that topic. I bought Sega CD just because it had Mad Dog McCree on it.
0: Oh, well yeah. then that's a good uh transition then cuz what we're going to discuss is the best classic arcade game. So we're talking about going to the arcade, you have to put your quarters in or 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 dollar bills if you have to pay more. We're going to figure out the best arcade machine. Does that sound good? Perfect. Were you a Were
1: you an arcade kid? I know you're a little younger than Hal and I, and the heyday of this. We're, we're we're looking at some pretty early games. Were you a kid that went to the arcade in the mall and just plunked down all your money?
2: Of course, of course. We had uh, an arcade in our mall. We'd spend tons of hours there. And that's actually... So we would go, and this was terrible. We'd go and play, like, Marvel vs. Capcom and all the Street Fighters and all that stuff. And there was a huge DDR machine in the middle of the room. And uh, we would see people playing and just dripping sweat. And this one guy, uh, we called him Camel Pack because he had a Camel Pack on when he played. But, like, over the course of, like, maybe, like, five or six months, like... It almost—it felt like it happened overnight because we didn't see it, it happen gradually. Like he came in one day and he lost like forty pounds. Wow! You know what? That'll do it. He's like—he's like the cardio is real. And like I, we hadn't talked to him before then, and he explained to us like uh, he used to play sports or whatever. He was like, maybe like at the time maybe like twenty-five, and we're like. 15, 14, and uh, he explained us, so, yeah, I used to be like a qu- high school quarterback and all this stuff, and then I messed up this in my back, and I realized, like, DDR is the only cardio that I've got, and he was, like, so good, and he'd win tournaments and stuff, but it literally, legit got us playing DDR to the point now where I have two metal DDR arcade pads in my house.
0: Uh, <laughs> Perfect. That's incredible. For me, like, uh, that game is a, is a little bit past my time, although I've, I've played it before, and it, it's always the machine where I walk up and go, like, all right, I I don't know if I have this in me, but yeah. What if I get on this machine and I'm the greatest dancer in history and the most coordinated person, and then within 30 seconds I like need an IV? <laughs> like cart me off, <laughs> just put me in the hospital. I'm, it's DDR related injuries. He'll get his oxygen back in three to six weeks.
2: Whether or not, if if you are the best, like you've unlocked a whole new part of your life that you didn't know existed. That was a big culture for a while.
1: That DDR culture, absolutely yeah. huge. Uh, I, I found that when I would go to an arcade, whether or not I would play DDR was, uh, was based on whether or not there were other people already playing it because all of them were better than me. I was like a grandma with DDR. I'd be like, Oh, this looks like fun. You just tap the arrows with your feet. Okay. And then some like eight year old kid gets up there and just crushes this thing and gets a crowd gathered around. And I'm like, Nope, not going to play this today. I'll be over here at Galaxian. Yeah. They're, they're like street magicians. Like,
0: <laughs> these children, yeah. it's like when you see a kid, and you, there's a kid in Venice Beach out here in Los Angeles who I, I swear was like seven or eight when I saw him shredding on a guitar like Yingve Malmstein, like just going to town <laughs> with the most complex guitar music possible. And I, surely this is some sort of super soldier program that nobody's told me about. They just indoctrinate the kids like this guitar is your life now. <laughs> Mark, were you an arcade guy? Did you spend a lot of time in arcades? Cause uh, as far as I know from old YouTube videos, what you did in malls was sing hound dog with a children's chorus. <laughs> uh,
1: well, look, uh, that was when I was working. But as soon as I, <laughs> as soon as I took off the sequin bow tie and cummerbund and left the rest of kids unlimited to scour JC Penny for OP t-shirts. I went straight to Bally's Aladdin's castle. Nice. Which was the arcade in our mall, and I was addicted. Uh, I also, we used to spend a lot of time in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and there's a big arcade there called Fanny Farkles. Fanny, uh, wait,
2: wait, wait, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, what?
1: Fanny, <laughs> Fanny Farkles. And Fanny Farkle was like an 1895 like proper gentlewoman. It's It's designed to look like a Main Street USA ice cream parlor, but okay. it had every video game you could imagine in it. Yeah. And, um, I went usually, I would spend a lot of time playing video games, but I would also spend a lot of time playing games that gave me tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a lot of skee-ball, I did a lot of papa shot I did a lot of uh, whack-a-mole, Any, anything that by the end of the day I could get a little Chinese finger trap. Yeah, With all of the, the tickets that I'd collected But that said, I was a big game fan So if we're going into If we're going into this arcade world Right mm-hmm. I know how you had mentioned when we were talking about this earlier Because most of the games When I just think about Fanny Farkles or these arcades And I don't know if it's the <laughs> same for you guys uh, I know it's a funny word
2: <laughs> It's ridiculous <laughs> Yeah,
1: Please keep saying it, yeah. and let's all go I have a deck of Fanny Farkles playing cards That I won with tickets <laughs> oh, So sick yeah. Yeah, they're pretty amazing. <laughs> um but all of the games that I really remember came out in the nineties.
0: Now I know how okay. we had talked about classic arcade games. What is going to be our cutoff? I think that from from what I've seen looking around, the cutoff is nineteen ninety-five. Okay. okay. I say that from one list, but that includes a lot of games. So so uh, DDR would be out, but mm-hmm. NBA Jam is sort of on the late end of that. Basically, I was hoping
1: that we would get NBA Jam and Street Fighter 2 on the list. Okay. Okay. And Mortal Kombat. Mortal
0: Kombat was what, 93? They're all in there. Yeah, I okay, think maybe good. even a little earlier. Maybe like 91. Which Mortal right. Kombat, though? The, the original, original? I think the first two came, had, had come out by 95. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. I'm more of a fan of two than one. Really? Because of Baraka?
2: No, just I think it's just a better game. And it it looks better. It plays better. There's more stuff you can do. The first one, great introduction. Fantastic introduction. But the second one, mm, so good. So good.
0: (laughs) How many of the fatalities and friendships and animalities did you know? Dude, none of them. We had a book. Uh,
2: I I think I still have the book. um, uh, Because I guess... It was like me and like four or five of my friends in my neighborhood. We all like kind of pooled our children' money together, our little like allowance, and <laughs> bought this book. And uh, one person would get to keep it through the week, and we had to rotate.
1: And you would, like, so you would, like, study the fatalities
2: for Mortal Kombat in the book? Well, the thing is, like, we'd never actually study them. We'd just pause it every time it said finish him and look in the book. But no one ever actually (laughs) learned how to do them from memory.
1: (laughs) So it really was a communal book. It was just one guy held it until the next time you all met again. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. All right.
0: It was hard to translate it from a console to the arcade, like I would play Mortal Kombat or, or Mortal Kombat Two in like the Genesis or something. Yeah. And then if I went into an arcade and tried to do like Sub Zero's Fatality, I would just stand there. He would just look like he was doing the cha-cha, <laughs> which is what happened. Like just back and forth, back and forth, and nothing. I <laughs> you know, just passed out again. I'm a failure.
2: <laughs> I wanted, I was always curious as to like who came up with the uh, like, oh, you're, I'm going to die, so I have to stay in here wobbling. <laughs> I'm so yeah. curious. It's like, oh, let's put this as the animation. It's like, I mean, it's awesome. It's perfect. But I think there's in a meeting. Like, yeah, you know what? Just, just make him wiggle around a little bit before he falls down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. This is going to be my first of many sidebar uh, sidebar questions mm-hmm. to ask you guys. What do you think is the best animation moment in a video game? That uh the Mortal Kombat guy standing and waiting to mm-hmm. die is a pretty great one. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Michael Jackson in Moonwalker, I always remember. He would Ooh. do a dance move and then he would turn into the giant
2: Robo Michael. Yeah, that was really sick.
0: Oh man, I'd say I, this is real old school, and there's nothing real fancy about it. But Donkey Kong climbing up to the top of the girders and mm-hmm. stamping them all mm-hmm. diagonal. Oh yeah, that just gets me in the in the gut every single time. <sighs> Mm, this is this is difficult. If we're
1: going old school, I also loved uh, when Pac-Man would invert his mouth and swallow himself. Oh, whenever yeah. you would die, <laughs> do you remember that you would, you would die and Pac-Man would just like make a reverse Pac-Man and disappear. <laughs> He's like a
0: Jedi. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes, the way he just consu- – that was what Yoda really did when he faded away. They just didn't
2: just slow it down. He himself
0: backwards. His yeah. opened up and he consu- sure. um, <laughs> I'll probably
2: have to say in Sonic 2 when you're turning into Super Sonic. Oh, yeah. Because you, know, like you jump and you just turn gold and the music gets hyped up. Uh, that, that it's I mean. very exciting. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, finally, I put in all this work, and now here it is. I get to go.
1: I never got that far, Austin. I was not very good at Sonic 2. Really? There's nothing sadder in Sonic 2 than hitting a spike when you've got 99 rings, and
2: all of those rings you've collected just go scattering out everywhere. Everything's gone. And you can't recollect all of them, because all of them aren't there.
1: No, it's like trying to squash all the roaches when you turn on the light and lift up the mirror.
0: (laughs) Where are you? Like,
1: <laughs> where are you? Well, you never got you guys you guys never yeah. had roaches uh I, I oh okay. I once had roaches, I saw a roach crawl out of the wall once. I was like, mm-hmm. where is he coming from? And I lifted up the bathroom mirror and a thousand roaches oh, like someone had poured water on one Mogwai roach. The whole thing, the whole <laughs> wall just I was spraying raid in that room for a week. I digress, we're talking about
0: video games. Well, wait! You should have done what any sensible person would do: which just smash the mirror the against the wall yeah, and go. Yeah, you've oh, got yeah. you to. You have to. Get, that I, this isn't safe. I'm anymore. just confused. Was there a hole
2: in the wall, or were they were just living flat beneath? The mirror? They were living flat <laughs> beneath the
1: mirror. I don't know how they did it. And they're just waiting, lying in wait for you. Yeah, they
0: were waiting. for. They were
1: like, oh, oh, finally, we can breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, if you had stayed there, they probably would have started moving to spell out a message to you. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, sure. destiny is coming.
1: <laughs> if a bunch of cockroaches wrote destiny is coming on my wall i definitely would burn it
0: down and leave i hope destiny's a firefighter for your sake <laughs> you know. ah, there we go <laughs> um okay so so for arcade games let's i think we can try and cut some swaths out of them okay. um mm-hmm. I, here I'll, here's something i would say i would eliminate any game where a trackball is the primary means of locomotion. I know really? people love Golden Tee golf when they're drunk, but I don't like centipede, millipede, any of those rollerball games. They're it's I I can't be precise, even though they they allow more precision. Do you guys agree? Mm, I don't I, know. I'm a,
1: such a huge fan of Golden Tee. I don't I don't know if it even fits into our time frame, but Golden Tee was not in my arcade years, but definitely in my bar years, uh, a top game.
2: Austin, are you a rollerball fan? Do you like the centipede? Okay, so I don't I don't like centipede. I don't like those kind of rollerball games, but you said ninety-five. Mm-hmm. I don't know well, I mean I guess this fits. So I really like track and field.
0: Oh yeah, that mm-hmm. was that's that was in like eighty
2: eight. Yeah, so it sometimes is done with a, with a trackball, and I do
0: enjoy that. Okay. That's true. Yeah, that was how you would build up speed for like long jump yeah. or if you were in a race,
2: right? Yeah, so they either have the trackball or you smash the buttons. But I'm a fan of the trackball in that situation, but I don't think I don't like it any in any other game, so I can I can agree with you take out the trackball games cuz while I like track and track and field, it's not one of my favorites.
1: Fair enough. It's not going to wind up being We're trying to we're trying to determine here the number 1. If Dragonfield is not going to be the number one, I also have an affinity for it. I played it on Nintendo, but I used a NES Advantage controller. So instead of having to rapidly press A to run faster, I just held it down. Mm, Cheater. Yeah. Oh no! I was a total cheater. Mm -hmm. That's shady. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Although I did, we had a power pad when I was a kid. Oh,
2: nice! You just jump off of it.
0: Yeah, I would jump. (laughs) So if you, for those out there who are who are too young to remember what the power pad is, it came with the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System, and it was a plastic pad that had numbers on it, sort of like a dance instruction. Sort of like a, like a precursor to DDR. And it had pressure sensors in it. So you would play a track and field game and you would actually run in place to run. Or if you were smart, you would kneel on the ground and slap it with your hands as hard as you could <laughs> and then just lift them up to jump. So what difference is that with, uh, than what I was doing with the NES Advantage? Because. Because it still had to work, Mark. Exactly. Exactly.
2: He wasn't just holding a button. He was oh, yeah, building. no. He had to kneel. He had he was to was kneel. He, he was building up the speed and then taking a rest and then coming <laughs> back to it.
0: Thank you awesome. All very right. Different. Yeah. I figured out how to beat the game. I did not cheat it. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag game hacks, There it is, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> here's a here's a question for both of you guys. For for games in general, mm-hmm. are you a button masher or are you more deliberate with how you're pressing the buttons like like for me I think of a game like Elevator Action which is a fantastic game where you where apparently you are a spy of some sort and you have to get to the bottom of a building and you have to shoot people and ride in an elevator that's mm. basically the entirety <laughs> of the game but you you can either fire your gun selectively or you can mash the button and constantly be firing out bullets to try and kill people mm. I, I would sort of go in between the two w- what about you guys in a situation like that i'm
2: mashing buttons okay
1: 100% if i'm given unlimited ammo yeah uh, woe be to any innocent bystanders or potential friendly fire victims because there will be bullets streaming out of my character the entire time I am on screen. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pressing gun buttons. Even when it's like between boards, you're like walking between levels. You're like, oh, there's no bad guys yet. I don't care. I'm just firing willy nilly into the ether, assuming I'll hit something.
0: <laughs> the, mo- the most ineffective hero. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He
1: killed nine thousand civilians. Yeah. (laughs) Also, where did he keep those bullets? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just standing in a giant mound of shells. (laughs) It's cool though, you guys. The shells vanish just like the bad people that you kill do.
0: They'll they'll, they'll
2: disappear at some point.
0: Yeah, don't worry about that. Each bullet will open its mouth and eat itself up until it disappears. Um. So then, let's let's talk about some sort of honorable mention games that that we love, but that we don't think would make it all the way to the top. Mm. Is there anything that comes to mind that that is just a game that you love that you know probably doesn't stand a great shot at at winning. I'll say it deserves to be mentioned. I'll
2: say Tapper. That's the Thank the you. bartender. Yeah. Yeah. Tapper was fun. I never played Tapper until like a year ago, maybe. So uh, there's this guy in, I think it's Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's this, uh, this barcade there that I always go to. And this guy, like I, like I said, like a year ago, he's like, oh, you want to play me in Tapper? I'm like, yeah, sure. Uh, and then little did I know, he's like the world champion of Tapper. Oh so, he was sandbagging you. Dude, he destroyed me. And so we were there <laughs> two, or three months ago and like I go around Barcades in whatever town that I'm in. And so I've been playing tapper for like a year straight trying to like get better at it so I can play against someone and we went back and we went back and legit I was playing Street Fighter Two with someone and he walks up and he taps me on the shoulder. And uh, I turn around and he just looked at me and goes, Are you ready? <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, Yes, and we went and played dude, but he's he's so good. But it's given me like a very a brand new appreciation for this game that I thought was just like, ah, this sucks. But dude, Tapper's tapper's awesome. Not the best. A lot of times but it's but it's it's,
1: it's those simple games, those super where there's like one task that you have to do repeatedly. And they just make it harder and harder to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a complex game that there's so many games today now and now video games are just insane and the level of complexity and how many different goals you have. And mm-hmm. also like there are games like the Resident Evil games that legitimately fill you with terror as you, as you play them. There's tons mm-hmm. of jump scares and, and monsters and, and all sorts of stuff, but there's something genuinely nerve wracking about playing Tapper. Where not only are you throwing all of these beers or root beers out if you're playing the root beer version of the game, but you have to collect the empty glasses and like all of a sudden if I'm playing it even now, I get like really stressed out. (laughs) can 't let these glasses break. This is the most important thing ever. Let me tell my wife it'll be a second till I pick her up. yeah, gotta get these glasses.
1: Meanwhile, Jen is at the airport, sitting on her suitcase on the curb, waiting. yeah she'll be
0: fine. Those tears are hydration. it's good for your body. That's science guys. Believe me,
1: can I eliminate a and i don 't know if you guys want to pull anything from this subgenre? Um, mm-hmm. but I, I, feel like it, it's worth an honorable mention and it's a whole collection of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would be, I think there's a name for it. There's a Japanese name for this kind of game. Um, where you are not playing with a joystick and buttons. You are playing with a mock up version of the vehicle that you are racing or. Uh, some other sort of big elaborate thing. I'm specifically thinking of, there was a, a great motorcycle game from mm-hmm. when I was a kid. There was a snowboard oh, version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, yeah. you remember these? Yeah. And I would put like car outrun. racing games in there. Yeah, 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 the original yeah. Outrun, uh and Cruising USA, even pole is is position, Cruise, Cruisin' Cruising USA and Cruising World are fantastic,
2: fantastic, fantastic yeah. games.
1: I will say I don't
2: like the stand-up versions of them. If I'm not sitting down while I'm doing like any sort of racing game, mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. I'm not I'm not I'm not good. I didn't even know they made stand up versions. Yeah, so it's rather than you sitting in the little the seat and whatever being able to adjust to it. It's like a straight up stand-up arcade machine, uh and it's got the, the steering wheel and the gas pedal and everything, but you're standing and it's like it's so weird.
1: That is nothing like driving.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I I agree with you. It doesn't have you don't feel the same level of stakes mm-hmm. as, as as you do when you're sitting uh in a car. And I I think I'm okay dropping these, but I I want to ask uh, about a specific game that I think is kind of in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you guys remember or have you guys ever played Disks of Tron? No. I have so not. Disks of Tron, so the, the original Tron stand up arcade game, which was all done with like a flight stick, yeah. uh, and is a really fun game. It has the light cycles. It has like these, uh, the, like space fighters. It has the tanks. It has a bunch of different mini games. The one thing it doesn't have is the best part of Tron, which is throwing discs at one another and <laughs> making each other disappear. And that's what discs of Tron is. But the machine, you would actually get inside of it and you couldn't stand or sit. Like it forced you to be in this weird, like, like leaning, Position, and I remember I always loved playing that game, but it is the most uncomfortable <laughs> cabinet it, It's like somebody took an iron maiden and turned it into an arcade machine
1: it's like all right, let's see how long these kids will stay here now
0: yeah i I guarantee you there was some timer on the outside of it that just said, oh that was five that was five minutes. you owe me ten bucks but like that's
2: like <laughs> that's how they gauge how good their game is. How uncomfortable that's... are you willing to be to play this yeah.
1: Yeah, if you're willing, if you're willing to jump into this Iron Maiden because this Tron game is awesome, then that's a pretty amazing game.
0: <laughs> it's a new, it's a new Pac Man game, but there's a spider on you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> tarantulas coming out of the bottom, going up your jeans. Uh, yeah, guys, uh, I was on CNN today, and I saw, I saw a related story. I, I saw a related story, guys, that said. Um, Passenger on plane has like something about a tarantula crawling on a on a passenger on a plane, which is my greatest fear anywhere at all times. And apparently, it was a flight from South America to North America, and a bunch of tarantulas had just found their way onto the plane and were crawling around the cabin. What? Not only is it's not just one; there were a ton of it was was snakes on a plane, but with tarantulas, which is even worse (laughs) because you won't know where they where they are. They could be in your bag, in your hair in your shoes if they're in
1: your hair you know it are you really into this them being in your hair Hal? i just am scared there could be one
0: right now there's
1: oh god Hal, Hal, Hal! don't move i'm never moving again okay <laughs> you're fine he crawled off i will wait it out till this thing does. um my my other favorite uh cnn story that i saw today uh in in the same light uh don't sit on a toilet in Thailand, or if you do, at least check to make sure there's not a python in it first. What? Yes. What? Oh, brutal. Yes. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. How, are, how do these things even happen? I don't know, man. I've never, like, like, you'd think you would notice if there was a python in the toilet.
2: You would think, right? Because, like, it's not like you lift the seat, like, while you're facing the other way.
1: No, yeah, you don't turn around. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but then, but then you don't, you don't reach much behind much you food. for the lid. Yeah, in public restrooms. There's no lid on the toilet, right? Yeah, that's true. So like, you just walk in and you you're already looking at it. You're already yeah like, facing it. I don't understand how you miss a python because like I could see if it was like a like maybe like a garden snake that was kind of like up the pipe a little bit and it kind of came through like while you sat down. But a python is like no, yeah.
1: This is it's like Hercules fighting the Hydra. That thing is like that's <laughs> yeah. like a character from Jason and the Argonauts, like climbing out at you. <laughs> of course, the image that just went through my head is, uh, Dragon's Lair, another oh, classic video game that is, oh yeah, virtually impossible to play. I discovered I always loved it. I would always walk up, just getting us back to video games. Yes. I would always walk up to Dragon's Lair because it was this beautiful Don Bluth animation that was gorgeous. And oh, I yeah. thought, Oh, this game's going to be amazing. And I would get maybe two, two, uh, little moments into the game, 90 seconds into the game, max, and I'm dead. Every time.
2: Did you have a trick for this, Austin? Yeah, so, when I was, when I was a kid, I didn't understand, like, like, okay, this is a movie, but like, I don't get how to play it. So I think it it was, just both, I was I, when I became a teenager, I finally understood like, Oh, this is how you play this game. But then I realized like, this is just memory. And like, I have no desire to actually memorize all these things to see this little movie. And then when like, yeah, the YouTube became a big thing. I was like, Oh, pump, I can just watch dragon Slayer and not have to deal with <laughs> dying so much.
0: <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I time. never even thought about, like, I. that game is, is all about the illusion of choice. Yeah, right. Okay. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you're like, no, there is no choice. There is only, a, the, like, if you are <laughs> They're tired of just having two choices for things, <laughs> which is very topical <laughs> right now, th- play that game. And you will think like, oh, I could probably, I could swing on that vine or I could jump down that hole. Yeah. Nope. nope. You either get fried or you move to the right.
2: Yeah. Binary choices. You have too many choices to choose from. And, like, none of the uh, – pr- there's no prompts in the game. It, it's just happening. So then, first off, you don't even know that you're supposed to press anything. You just put a quarter and you think you're still watching the cutscene. And it's like, what is even happening? So so it being on YouTube was pretty, uh, pretty exciting for me because I always wanted to see, like, what happened. But then I actually uh, – I want to say I have it on DVD, too. Wait, they released it just as a movie? No, no. So, like, a, a playable DVD. So, like, oh. you know, on your DVD remote, you have the buttons, the up, down, left, right, whatever, and you could play Ah, uh-huh. gotcha. Yeah.
0: So, that, was that was that a double feature, of that DVD with Space Ace? That was the other. Ooh, Space Ace. Blue. Space Ace is nice. It, unfortunately, yeah. wasn't on there, but I forgot about Space Ace. Yeah. And Mad Dog McCree is the same idea. Like they – and it, right. it just never – I would pour so much money into those games because they were more expensive because of the technology behind yeah. them. Mm-hmm. And I, it never – it really never occurred to me. I think I had the thought yesterday, if I'm really being honest, of like, oh, I never had a choice. That guy was always going to either outdraw like if I shot the guy on the roof in Mad Dog McCree, he was always going to fall into the bucket of water. no there was no he's never gonna fall backwards. He wasn't gonna uh just stand there and stagger like Mortal Kombat. There was um,
1: only ever one choice. As a as an avid Mad Dog McCree fan, I'd like mm-hmm. to point out in that moment that you just mentioned, there's a great uh there's a great little bit. Uh the moment where you shoot the guy on the roof and he in slow motion falls off of the roof of the saloon. Mm-hmm. Uh, If you look in the background, it's the only time in the movie this happens, but there, plain as day, is a Ford F 150 parked. <laughs> <laughs> a gray Ford F 150 parked behind this Old West saloon. They're <laughs> oh. all about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: just, just leave it in. it's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, this was clearly not a very
0: well-crafted uh, film. It's a, it's a good magic trick. You never think to look at the Ford F-150. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Too busy staring at the slow-motion fall. <laughs> all right. Um,
1: uh, anything else that we want to give a shout-out to and eliminate before we get to our canon of the greatest arcade games of all time?
2: Hmm.
1: To
0: eliminate, eliminate. What about the, the gun-based games where it's just a gun? I mean, they're a lot of fun. And there, there certainly were, were some of them that came out pre 1995, but is there anything there that's, that's like a top game of all time? Lethal Enforcers.
1: Uh maybe not an all-time great for everyone, but that was one of my go-tos. Did you enjoy that it's one?
0: A Konami game.
1: Uh yes. Like- mm-hmm. Also one of the Were first you- games I ever played where it wasn't just beeps at the beginning that you actually heard a voice say, Lethal Enforcers! Yeah. <laughs> like on like on Blades of Steel. That was the, that blew my mind on Nintendo. Everything was just eight-bit bleeps. And then the first time I, I put in the cartridge for Blades of Steel and heard Blades of Steel. It, I I did not know where video games were headed, but I wanted to get on board.
0: I, I remember the Sega Genesis had uh, Joe Montana football, yeah. which did the second one had sports talk football where they actually called the game. Mm-hmm. The first one was just Joe Montana at the beginning and the audio was so bad. You just hear. Welcome to Joe Montana football. <laughs> okay,
2: So legit. So we just did an, uh, an episode of Up, Up, Down, Down with one of the announcers, Tom Phillips, and we mm-hmm. we played Joe Montana football. This is like this is like legit. It's going up t- tomorrow, I think. <laughs> so timely. I'm real excited about it. The game. Uh, there's so many different shots of Joe Montana for no reason. It's like him with a <laughs> towel, him drinking water out of a cup, him trying to give you tips and advice, and uh, we're talking about like, man, if he would have just waited like four or five years, we could be calling that like EA Sports might be putting out like Joe Montana. 90, like in mm-hmm. 2015 instead of Matt. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. How, I want to know how upset he is about that.
0: <laughs> oh, he's got to – I mean, he's got to be as upset as Arnold Palmer was that his golf game – Oh, yeah, man. Oh, that was not good. Look, Tiger
1: Woods, what is all of this? <laughs> Arnold Palmer is going to be fine. He can go into any restaurant in the country and get a drink named for him. <laughs>
2: but I want to see – I want to know if there's any, like – Uh, just, like, mean bartenders who are like, nah, you can't have this for free. (laughs) (laughs) Arnold
1: Palmer, $3. Yeah. But
2: I'm Arnold Palmer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Arnold Palmer. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 go sit over there next to Dr. Pepper. He had to pay for his, too. There you go.
0: (laughs) The whole thing becomes It's a Wonderful Life. I wish my drink had never been made. (laughs) 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 So sure. so Lethal Enforcers aside, which is a fun game, there are no light gun games that we really want to bring over into the greatest games of all time. Mm, from that era? No. Terminator yeah. two is up
1: there. Terminator two was fun. Um but yeah, nothing's gonna make I mean, none of them were and I'm not giving I'm not, you know, making a push for the ending right now, but none of those yeah. none of those were Pac Man.
0: Yeah. You know what now. I mean? So then maybe we should get into some of these top
1: contenders. All right. I have compiled, if I may, uh, Hal disagrees with them. Oh. Uh, I have compiled three top 10 lists that I found online. Oh, jeez! Okay. One is the top 10 most popular from the International Arcade Museum. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the top 10 most collected from the Vintage Arcade Preservation Society. And then, uh, GameSpy's top 10 best games. So most popular, most collected and best. Um okay, gotcha. and I will give you the names of several games that keep there are a couple of games that only appear on uh one of the lists. Uh Robotron twenty eighty four mm, is uh among the most collected games.
2: Yeah. One of one of my friends had those. Really? Yeah, my friend had a Robotron in his in his garage when we were little. When you were little?
1: this Oh, he was the cool kid in the neighborhood, huh? Yeah, oh, so cool. That had, like, the arcade game in his garage? Yeah, his
2: dad worked for uh, for Coca-Cola, and so he bought one one day and brought it home, and we were there, and he goes, guys, look what I got. I'm like, oh, we've never seen this game in our lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, this is show. great. It's a collector's item because they made nine. <laughs> Um so here is I'll, you know what I'll just go through the lists. Go ahead. Okay. The top ten uh most popular Pac Man, Galaga, Donkey Kong, Star Wars, Ms. Pac-Man, Dig Dug, Asteroids, Defender, Tron, and in tenth placed a tie between Tempest and Centipede. Mm-hmm. Top ten most collected Ms. Pac Man, Tempest, Pac Man, Galaga, Donkey Kong, Centipede, Asteroids, Joust, Defender, and Robotron Tron twenty eighty four. And the GameSpy Best Games list, Ms. Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Street Fighter 2, Star Wars, Gauntlet, Dragon's Lair, Galaga, Spy Hunter, and NBA Jam. Okay. okay so there's a lot of crossover in that Venn diagram. Yes. Uh,
0: there, there are a couple games that should be on the, the, those lists that are not. Yeah. That's why Hal was mad
1: at me before you got on the, on I'm, the I'm Skype call. i not mad at awesome. you. I'm <laughs> just disappointed, Mark. Don't be uh, disappointed at me. Just because, <laughs> just because I want to shoot bad guys and you want to make hamburgers. Listen, Burger Time is a classic game.
0: <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> awesome. come on! Me. Tell, tell me why not Burger Time? Are you you you're telling me you're not afraid of sentient pickles that are coming for you?
2: I am afraid of them, but I wouldn't say that it's on my top ten or top. Five. Fifty list. Yeah.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. Just pour salt on them, and they go away.
2: Yeah, yeah. And you only get five. You get five. Yeah, you only get five 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 shakes of of a salt shaker. Yeah, or pepper. That you're You're a chef who only has (laughs) five shakes in his shaker, and then you're done.
0: You are not going to be visited by Guy Fieri. (laughs) (laughs) So that he can spit and sniff all over your kitchen. Um, If there is, if they ever did make a remake
1: of it, I would love it. If they came out with Guy Fieri's donkey sauce, infused bourbon blasted bacon burger time. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Right? (laughs) But, if and, it, but it's it, like, but instead of like four toppings going on the top of it, you've got to stack like ninety.
2: Yeah. But if, if it was like in first person and it was they did it like a horror game. <laughs> oh. I'm kind of into like first person horror burger time. Oh. <laughs> and if anyone makes games, uh yes. I'm so about it. Just hit me up and we'll do a Kickstarter for
0: it. <laughs> yeah, let's get that going. I will gladly if you if you're Guy Fieti, you can hear just sort of the just because that demon that lives inside of his gut needs to feed every 15 minutes or so or else it will take over the world I'm just picturing how first person
1: games you can always like periodically they'll look down at their hands or like a fist will punch into the frame I want it to be Guy Fieri and you've got rings on every finger (laughs) and just like leather cuffs with skulls on them
2: (laughs) or okay so what if what if it was technically an Iron Chef game and you could, you could select oh. your chef so you could be Masaharu Morimoto yeah, hands down be, well he's he's gonna be the boss you unlock him last <laughs> <laughs> but like as you're working through to unlock different chefs you have to beat them first and so like Emerald is like up there cause he could, has like the bam attacks and he can throw <laughs> stuff in your eyes
0: <laughs> and Giada De Laurentiis turns into an actual T-Rex she's got really short arms I just want lovely great chef but I just yeah. imagine her turning into <laughs> an attack.
1: Do you think that? do you think that the counter that she cooks on at food network is like three inches higher than the counter everyone else cooks on at food network it
0: could look we don't know the scale of all <laughs> of this Aww. but i feel like it would be different
1: all it right it could be different so burger time is off the list yeah okay. it's
0: off my, it's my list Wait, but how says it's on um, um no it's fair i we can i just needed to talk about it okay. i need to talk it through with you guys i appreciate the mini okay, of course all right
1: so out of these games can we come up with
0: a top five of course Yes, and Popeye should be on there. Let me tell you why, guys. What? (laughs) Fantastic game. First of all, it's a a fun game. It's hard to get a hold of. It's another sort of rare game. But who doesn't want to be Popeye running around eating spinach and punching people? Were you in the section of the arcade that none of the other kids went to?
1: (laughs) That sort of like dusty corner of the arcade. We're like, Oh, what is
0: that? Just put that one back there. I have a long history of making poor choices when it comes to arcade machines. <laughs> I will, I will give you the worst. This is one of my. So, Austin, uh, there's a story that I told on an earlier episode of this podcast about a time I ate uh, an apple pie in the shower and it was oh, the nice. most painful, like just like the <laughs> saddest thing you could imagine. I forgot about that. But. I can top that story. Oh, no. To back. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> oh, what a night. The year was 1984. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was at Tiffany's Diner in Northeast Philadelphia. And oh, like at, at that point, the vestibule of any diner had an arcade machine in it. And all that you wanted after the meal was a quarter from your parents so you could go play that machine. Mm-hmm. And the, the machine at the Tiffany Diner was Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. Mm hmm. Which, I mean, that movie was – that was my introduction to Indiana Jones. It was the first one that I saw, so I was way into playing this game. And I put a quarter in that machine, and I was on fire. Never been as good at any game in an arcade as I was playing that <laughs> game that day. At the same time, I'd had a lot of water to drink, oh, and I sure no. didn't have to go to the bathroom. Oh, no. You didn't. And in how? that moment no, – listen, now. No. At different points in your life, you learn valuable lessons, and in that time, oh. I learned the lesson of making the smart choice instead of the, the – sometimes you have to do what you have to do instead of doing what you want to do. Oh. Otherwise, you do what you have to do while you're doing what you want to do. <sighs> and I have a blackout memory as to how it was cleaned up, but I sure did. Uh, every time I go – I've been to that restaurant since, and I just look like they should have a plaque of shame. Oh. And that machine once stood. <laughs> so, Here lies Hal Loveland. One day, he ate a pie in the shower and peed on the floor of the vestibule. But hold on. So, how much longer yeah. did you continue playing after you peed? I think here's the here's the bad part, Austin. Is the second that happened, I lost concentration and lost the game. Yeah,
1: a, oh, so you could. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I peed myself right out of, out of the greatest video game play of all time.
1: <laughs> now it's empty your bladders. Wait a minute. Hal, you said yeah. the, the floor and not your pants, which oh, leads well. me to believe that you full on just no. dropped your drawers right there. And we're like, well, if I'm going to pee, <laughs> I'm not going to get my clothes messy.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, look, there's a coin return. No, just pee in the coin
2: return.
0: Yeah. I just – it was so – look, it – needless to say, pants were soiled. Let's not wait, say wait, pants were soiled. It wet made it through or to soiled. Soil. No, Pat, they were wet. Okay. And they were All soiled right. with. Okay, is soil <laughs> different than wet. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't Did you nah, like even it go. Even I, yeah, like I it would not have yeah. made that choice. No, I mean, you only
1: you know. only soil your pants when you're playing the Guy Fieri first person horror burger time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I wouldn't be so mad if someone doesn't at least like draw this.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, somebody please draw Guy Fieri's Burger Time oh. first-person horror game and tag all of us. But I need him. So- I need him choking like a piece of lettuce.
2: Yeah, a lot of, like, the hot dog and stuff is like punching him in the back of the head. Do, you, do you really think Guy Fieri is eating lettuce? Well, no, no, it's because it's part of the burger that he's making. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, Ooh, okay. Also, oh, maybe, maybe, sorry to backtrack, but maybe you're not Guy Fury. Maybe you're the food running from him while he's trying to make you a burger.
0: <laughs> yes! That, <laughs> there it is. It's worst. reverse burger time. Grab yeah, reverse burger time. Oh, oh and my as God. he runs, you just hear it as he's getting closer. Bro, yeah. bro, bro. <laughs> because what
2: they don't explain is like, why are these things coming after the chef? And it's because the chef is hurting their friends.
0: So the chef <laughs> yeah. well, is the bad guy. I assume we've all seen The Little Mermaid. Yeah, uh, yeah of course. When, when Sebastian is running from that chef, yeah, when he's singing Le Poisson, mm-hmm. that's a, genuinely like you realize, oh, chefs kill animals. Yeah, for us to like that—that that movie probably did more to create ethical <coughs> vegetarians and vegans than anybody <laughs> who has ever been part of that movie.
1: Than anything that the McCartneys ever did.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for all your music and contributions to society. We love you both. We did do
1: an episode. You are the best beetle.
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's, let's, let's see if we can craft a top
1: five and then whittle it down. Okay. Okay. So let's start throwing names out. I mean, I'm certain. Tell me if I'm wrong. Pac-Man and Ms. Pac-Man and Galaga and Donkey Kong. Those are the ones that I would put as my first four. Mm. Uh, And then if we're going into the nineties, I'd put, uh, even though it wasn't on any of these lists, Mortal Kombat. Though Street Fighter, I don't know.
2: Okay, so we're going. You said ninety five, right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I already know what my favorite is because like there's not, nothing even touches it, but I won't say it. I'll just say the fuck top five. I'll just say the top five. Oh, okay. Uh, so we've got Mortal Kombat two, Street Fighter two, NBA Jam. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turtles in Time.
1: That was that was Teenage Mutant Turtles two. Yes. Was it the second arcade
2: one? No, I think it was the first arcade one. And these were the that was the big wide one where you could play yeah, with four, four players. players at once. And then uh, the Simpsons arcade game.
0: Now, I was going to say, you bring up a really good point. There were great co-op games. Fantastic. Fantastic. The Simpsons. And, the, mm-hmm. and you could team up in
2: that yeah. game. Yeah, you know? and then in the X-Men one, you could play six people.
0: Yes. Holy cow. Oh, How X-Men. much
1: space did that take in an arcade? Dude, it's huge. The six-man X-Men. But, but they're great.
2: They're so great.
0: I I played that game so many times and played it all the way through. My friend Jesse and I, both huge X Men fan. Mm-hmm. So we would go to an arcade and just play it through. I think I he was Wolverine a lot of the times, yeah. so Cyclops a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. just such a great hell of a game. Oh, that like makes me rethink so I have this this romantic idea of like like the really old games like Pac Man, Miss Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. all those games. But Those 90s co-op games.
2: They're the best. Pretty great. They're the best.
0: And they were the centerpiece of every
1: movie theater mini arcade because they took so much room.
2: Yeah. And, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I do... miss Pac-Man is one of my favorite arcade games. But for me, like, going to the arcade, yeah, uh, solo games are fun, but, like, you're there with people and friends and, like, that's how you, like, interact and you create social mm-hmm. ties and stuff like that is playing these arcade games with people that you don't know and getting hyped because you guys together, like, got to this game on three quarters, you know?
0: Oh, that's such a
1: good point. Um, Oh, man. <laughs> and the nice thing about those games, too, is it was it, the cooperation in it was, at least for me, integral, because I would invariably die, and while I was running to break another dollar in the machine and get more tokens or quarters, someone had to keep the game going. exactly. Because I could, I would always drop back in wherever they had gotten us to. Mm -hmm.
0: Gauntlet was another great – I mean, Mm. that's the first one I remember where you'd play four people at once. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, And there was always – this would always happen in very – the first time one player struck another player by mistake, the voiceover would say – Do not attack other players yet. Was there ever, has anybody ever, and if you have, let me know, has anybody ever gotten to the point in that game where they were like, have at each other, I want to see you guys fight? Don't you do it at the end of the stages? Dude, I, I all I've ever seen is you do the Toilet Bowl flush, sometimes to the next level, and sometimes it's, like, level 350, and you get there, and it's just more ghosts, more goblins, <laughs> more zombies. I thought there was one point where, like, you
2: beat one of the big stages, and then you fight each other for the treasure, and then you just go to the next stage after that, so whoever wins gets, like, the bonus.
0: Oh, I maybe so. I've I've never – you – you are speaking with more authority right, than I have. I've never – I'm not good enough at that game to make it – I just stand in the corner and plunk ghosts and be like, I'm the smartest guy alive. Look at me. I'll never die.
1: In your dusty corner of the arcade.
0: Yeah, yeah just urinating everywhere. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. Just, it's fine. It's just, if I choose to do it, it's cool. I hope you never hurt anybody, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's sterile. A lot of it is even more sterile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So for for me, if I'm saying a top five, I'd go Miss Pac-Man, mm-hmm. Donkey Kong. Um, oh jeez, I would put NBA Jam in there. I the first first time I saw an NBA Jam, I was on a school like a, I was in Paris with a small group of of French like people who took French at my school. Yeah. Like we got to do a trip, and it was the first time I'd seen it, and it had Shaq in it. Oh yeah, who, who had just been drafted, and he, I don't think he. He was in. He's not in any subsequent versions of the game, and he might not have been in the U.S. version. I don't think he's in the U.S. True. version. Yeah. So I like I got to play with Shaq and Penny Hardaway. Ooh. Just like
2: it That's was unfair. unfair. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was Completely unfair. And I'm a Sixers fan, and even I was like, I don't want to play as Clarence Wetherspoon. <laughs> I got Shaq and Penny here. Um, so that that would have to be up there. I would say Street Fighter Two. I would say Street Fighter Two and Mortal Kombat Two are so close to one another. Yeah that I would I would sort of pick one to take with mm, okay. would, Street Fighter 2. Okay. And so that that gives us one more game. You know what? I know it's not going to win, but I love Disks of Tron so <laughs> hard. And and the reason why I wouldn't say Galaga is I I we one of the machines that my my parent we were able to get arcade machines every once in a while in our house. Yeah. Um, and one that we had was the original Space Invaders. Okay. So every time I play Galaga, for me, it's just, well, they were trying to update, uh, space invaders. And yeah, it's the graphics are better, but there's just, a, again, it's that like you get so invested in these, these rows of aliens that are just getting closer and closer. Um, so I, I can't, can't pick that one. Well,
1: how uh, that, I mean, that's the march of time and impending death for all yeah, of us, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, wait. Yes. But uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm taking out discs of Tron. I, I, I have to put in the Star Wars arcade game. Okay. Because it's, it's all vector based. Uh, graphics, but it also was, was the first arcade machine that had actual sound from the film. So you had the music, you had the voiceovers, mm. like actual sound clips from the film. So you yeah. felt like you were doing the trench runs on the Death Star. <laughs> that game is sick. If you that game was played pretty, it, that one, pretty and fantastic. Em-
2: Empire Strikes Back, also. I'm never able to actually get into the Death Star. I always do, like, oh, there's a pillar at the top, there's one at the bottom, and I can maneuver it. And then I always forget to actually try to get into it. Because <laughs> it always screws me up.
1: You're just playing around outside. Um, For listeners who don't know, uh, vector based games uh, are the games that kind of look like a a, like a Pink Floyd laser light show (laughs) uh, (laughs) where like the screen it looks like it looks like, oh, this video game is made of lightning, green lightning. Um, So it's all sort of rudimentary lines, but that can still convey a very vivid picture, unlike a, you know, a traditional like television console uh, TV that would go into one of these. Um, So the next time you see one of those, just remember that I'm the one that told you what they are, and you really didn't care. Um, <laughs> all right. For me, the, there's an element that, in my mind, puts some games above others. And tell me what you guys think of this. For me, it's the timelessness of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. There's a certain timelessness to games like Galaga and Pac-Man. Um, and Ms. Pac-Man, who is on all three of our lists, by the way, um, that, that you don't find in something like Street Fighter because it is Street Fighter 2, uh, which is an amazing game and Turtles in Time, which is an amazing game and X-Men, which is an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Those graphics and the ability to fight and the, the, the realism of those kind of games, uh, has gotten better through the years where I yes. don't see any way to improve upon a game like Ms. Pac-Man by making by updating the graphics.
2: Oh, you never played the Sega it, Genesis version then?
1: Was this like the 3D Pac-Man that would run? No, 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 no.
2: So it's the same game, but just like the, the edges are rounded and it just looks super sleek and very clean. It's literally the same exact game. They didn't change much, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm so biased to the arcade one, so I, there's, I really shouldn't have said anything. Never mind. <laughs>
0: Uh, you do bring up, Mark, a good – like the history of the fighting game, which mm-hmm. to me goes back to Karate Champ, which was uh, two sticks to control the guy. Mm-hmm. You were basically – there was a guy in a white gi and a guy in a red gi fighting one another and nobody – if anybody knew how to play that game – they were keeping it a secret yeah. because it was the most bizarre like I, I would just put a quarter in get knocked out and then go all right what else is here yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i had a few of those in the arcade it's like well my short attention span does not feel like taking these two sticks and fighting anyone else ooh what's that gun <laughs> uh all so- right so so what are we looking
0: at now? Uh, our, our lists are so different. They are, yeah. There are some threads that combine them. I think. I think it's safe to say Miss Pac-Man is going to be in the running. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. I think Street Fighter 2 will probably be in the running. Street too, Fighter 2 will be in the running as well. I know that there are more, but I mean, Miss Pac-Man is an improvement on Pac-Man. Yeah, right? true. So, so the game can be somewhat improved upon. I mean, the same, the basic concept, Mark. I mean, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. The basic concept remains the same, but there right. are ways to tweak and improve and improve the game and street fighter 2 takes the basic concept of street fighter and then puts it on crack has a ton of great characters (laughs) Mm -hmm. so you can just play sort of endlessly and i I like i like how the capcom fighting games especially adding marvel have progressed in general although i am terrible at them (laughs) i know uh last time i saw you austin you talked about us playing video games, which I'm going to hold you to. It's if, if only, if only to give you a fun excuse to whip up on me, that'll be a different kind of urine that comes out that day. It'll be the urine of defeat. Um, But yeah, those gate, like I love playing those games, even though I, I, it's, they're so difficult to, they're even more difficult to master. And that's, that is the hallmark of a good game. You can start it over and over again and it presents new challenges every time you play. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would agree with that. Yeah. So I so what are we looking at? Can we can we now make
1: a top 3? Top 3? Can we can we can we whittle them down to as we're starting to see each other's I mean, boy X-Men is so good. It is I had X-Men's forgotten about three. that
2: game. But see, I would I would say that X-Men while I love it, it wouldn't be in my top 3.
1: No, it wouldn't make the top 3. But Street no. Fighter 2? Hmm. Now we can't. Now, are we thinking just in terms of gameplay? Are we ter- thinking in terms of social impact, uh, popularity? These other sort of outside factors. I'm going
2: on fun. How fun is this to play? Right. If, if you okay. walk into an arcade, what is the game that you came to play?
0: Ah, okay. I like that. I will say, if I walk into an arcade, Donkey Kong is hard to walk away from, but it stops being fun after the first level. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to that – so you have that first level where you go up the ramps and then the second level, you're climbing on a series of like a, a level three girders and you have to remove the rivets. And yeah. it's just – it's annoying. It's stressful in a bad way. Yeah. So I, I would say that even though it's a classic and I love it. And here's the thing. This is one of the – the we fall into the trap that we're all going to get blasted on Twitter no matter what we pick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not only because we picked the wrong thing but because we left out so many games. Because yeah. there are – I mean – Hundreds, thousands of games that we could so run through right now, and it wouldn't. They're just not. They don't. They're not standard bearers the way these games yeah. are, and they all they all are standard bearers in different ways. Yes, exactly. And so then, all right. at, this, at this point, it becomes personal preference,
2: right? Sure. Until we get to number one, because number one is very, very uh, objective to me. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to everybody's top three. Sure. Okay, so my top three would be. Um Mortal Kombat 2, NBA Jam. And I guess yeah, I guess Street Fighter 2.
1: All mid nineties. Yeah. Which which makes sense because
0: that's when you were a kid going to the arcade. Yeah. Um, I would say Miss Pac-Man. Just because I can't, that's another game I can't. Mm-hmm. If it's there, that's the game I want. It doesn't even matter what else is in the room. Yeah. I'm going to bolt to Miss Pac-Man mm-hmm. and see if I can beat my own score. Cause that's a game I know I have some ability with. So I want to, uh, that, I, I mean, there is, uh, you, you bring up a good point, Austin, that, that games are a really good way to bond with people, especially people you haven't met. Yeah. Um, but there also is, is that thing of like, if you are a runner, you're not running to race against other people. You're running to, to try and beat your own time. True. That's like the best way to run. So there is that aspect, which is what I like about Miss Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. What I like about Street Fighter 2 and NBA Jam both, you know what? I would say NBA Jam and, and here's why I would, I would pick it over Street Fighter 2, mm-hmm. even though they're not the same game. You get the competition of playing against other people and meeting them that way, but you also get the cooperative. You can play two people yeah. against one. You can play two against the computer, two on two. Uh, there are a lot of, of possibilities there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a third, you When it, you brought it up, it stuck in my mind is the Simpsons game because game. the storytelling is good.
2: So- yeah, it's super good. Yeah. And also, it's not a game. Uh, well, I've only been in one situation where I've had to, like, pump quarters in it to get through it. Like, there's so many times where I can go to the arcade and spend, like, two, three, max, like, four bucks and, like, get through it. It's not extremely difficult, but still yeah. very fun.
1: Yes. Mark? Miss Pac-Man is definitely up there for me. Uh, that's one that I, yeah, it's just the improved upon better version of Pac-Man. Uh, it was one of the, it was Miss Pac-Man that, uh, introduced me to the cutscene, mm-hmm. uh, with the, sure. the, with the ghosts chasing between the act breaks. Um, <laughs> I would also, NBA Jam and Mortal Kombat, both of those games were, Uh, As a kid, those were the ones that we would get excited about going and playing. I remember when NBA Jam came out Mm -hmm. and everyone, that's all we wanted to do was play NBA Jam. Yeah. Uh, And I wasn't even a big fan of basketball and I liked playing NBA Jam a lot. (laughs) Um, I would say uh, because I was terrible, I loved Mortal Kombat. I loved watching people do the fatalities where someone would get their head pulled off and then the spine would still be twitching. (laughs) <laughs> um, I forgot who did that one that one was insane. Uh, Sub-Zero pulled the spine out I Sub-Zero think.
0: get over
1: here that was my other That's, favorite that was ever. his brother Scorpion. Scorpion that was Scorpion Did the it?
0: twinsies oh blue and yellow mortal like enemies. the Cub Scouts mortal enemies but also brothers uh, Ninja, I would, Ninja Bros
1: I would say NBA Jam Ms. Pac-Man and Galaga I have such a sweet spot for Galaga <laughs> and I got really really good at it but again it's all coming down to personal tastes um now, Austin, you mentioned before, you had, you're like, well, I have the number one, but I'm yeah. holding it back. Yeah. I, this may be the time to reveal that it, number one. Is it going to make Helen and
2: to... I both go,
0: oh.
2: Okay, so we, what do we do, reveal and argue?
0: Well, <laughs> we, could, we could. We could reveal and an agree. Okay. I want to hear your favorite. We could right? reveal and
2: agree. My favorite, okay. by far, with no question, second place isn't even almost close, number one arcade game of all time, NBA Jam. Wow. By far. Hey, okay. we've been talking again, about it. To your point before, Mark, I don't even mm-hmm. like basketball. NBA Jam mm-hmm. is fantastic. And then, how to your point that you made earlier that I'm glad you talked about, is you can play against people or you can play with someone. So there's the cooperative aspect and like the actual head-to-head aspect. Um, and the fact that I've been playing this game for years – And I've been watching people play this for years. You can walk into an arcade. And if you're at an NBA Jam machine, and like I said, I traveled to barcades all across the, the world. And if you're at an NBA Jam machine for more than like five games winning without fail, someone will come and challenge you. And then someone will come up and watch. And then within half an hour, there will be at least 15 or 20 people watching these people play NBA Jam. And it's like, I don't I don't know if there's an arcade game that has as much replay value as this because there's so many different ways to play, so many different combinations of teams you can play against, and like everybody knows how to play it. So it just it's it's amazing. You can play it by yourself too, so like it's the best.
1: Well, it sounds like there is one game that not only made all three of our lists, but also is far and away our very special guest's all-time favorite game. Mm-hmm. So, does it sound like we've made a decision?
0: <laughs> I I think we have. Hal, would Allow- you do the honors? I'm going to officially offer our ruling and say, people of the world, I want you to travel <laughs> back to a simpler time in our lives. When malls were a thing that we all visited, and not just to go to Bloomingdale's, the little kids begged for... A dollar, a quarter, $5, $20. That's a whole day in the arcade. Kids today, you don't even appreciate how great arcades were. So many choices, so many great games. Not only the ones we mentioned, but the ones we didn't. Ones like Pit Fighter where you can smash somebody's head with a box. Mm. Or Mr. Do or Dig Dug. I get it. All those games were things. Please lay off on Twitter. It's enough. (laughs) Just settle in with three of your friends at the NBA Jam Machine. Mm -hmm. Want to get silly? Put on big head mode. dipsy doo Dunkaroo, Make it happen. (laughs) Because the greatest game of all time is the one where you can plant yourself in the corner and hit threes nonstop, whether you're Debtless Schrempf or Dikembe Mutombo. (laughs) The greatest game of all time in an arcade is NBA Jam. Asked and Answered.
1: And thank you to Austin Creed, our special guest for today's episode.
2: <laughs> of course, thanks for having me, guys.
0: It was really fun. Tell everybody a, a little bit about Up, Up, Down, Down. Where they can find you online. Tell them all the good stuff. So Up, Up, Down, Down is a
2: hell of a YouTube channel. Uh, it's my gaming channel. So essentially, I am a wrestler with the wwe and the current tag team champion of the world Uh, and so on my quote-unquote off time which really isn't off time uh i'm filming myself play video games at home so we do let's plays we do jump scares and then we do things called gauntlets where i have uh some of my friends some of them yes are wrestlers uh we do little tournaments against each other and then there's punishments um and then we do things called save points where we'll either have some of the wrestlers on um, interviewing them kind of like a podcast or i'll just have someone um who's not a wrestler but proficient. whatever field that they're in on talking to them. Um, But it's kind of a a different spin on gaming channels because we have so many different types of shows. But the reason that I'm kind of putting it all out there is because video games, were like a huge part of my life growing up. Um, I was very socially awkward. I didn't have a ton of friends when I was real little. And I made friends through video games. So those kids essentially taught me how to be sociable and talk to other kids and opened me up. And now I'm, like I said, tag champion in WWE. So uh, I kind of owe video games all of my success and essentially my life so I know that there's lots of parents out there who get nervous because their kids sit all day and play video games and they don't understand it but it's like no that was me and I turned out just fine so uh I kind of just want to show kids like you, you can play video games and you can still do stuff you know what i mean uh so this is my way to kind of express that and have fun at the same time with it uh make sure you follow your boy austin creed on twitter at Woods phd make sure you follow the channel up up down down on uh youtube at, and it's just at up up down down uh on twitter and instagram as well up up down down without the o's very specific up up down down without the o's on social media but like subscribe share all that good stuff no matter the circumstances make sure that you always and forever keep it tight yes yeah,
1: subscribe uh it is a blast your youtube channel is so fun because uh not only are you uh great to watch while playing and your and the. Uh, you know to you've got the the screen like many gaming channels do where we can see you and what's going on and everyone can you know throw shade at each other um but the uh the fact that you're getting these these WWE wrestlers who you see speak very little and just these you know frequently terrifying people oh no no these are dudes having a great time playing Madden yeah uh and it's really it's a really fun fun thing uh and also Congratulations on being the uh, tag team champion. Oh, thank you very much. I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, so, uh, I, I thought Xavier Woods was the tag team champion.
2: Well, the thing is, it's like a Dr.
1: Jekyll, Mr. Hyde type of thing. Oh, so Austin Creed plays video games.
0: <laughs> just since you brought it up as a big fan of pro wrestling as I am, uh, I encourage you just to uh, watch some of Austin's work as Xavier Woods. Uh, his stuff with the new day is so entertaining. So great, and lots of nerd shout outs. Yeah, uh, can we briefly talk about the fact that you hadoken somebody in the ring recently? Te- technically, it
2: was a Kamehameha.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I have to say that uh, it was inspired by one of my video game arch nemesis rivals, Kenny Omega. Because he does it. Oh. He's he's a wrestler in Japan. And so uh, we kind of have a back and forth thing going. So there was me kind of letting him know, hey, I'm watching you. <laughs> oh. and I'm waiting for our eventual encounter in the video game world.
0: <laughs> the gauntlet is thrown. <laughs> We have closed the book on best arcade game, but we know that there are a ton of other topics out there that you listeners want us to solve for you. Uh, so you can reach us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com
1: or check us out on Twitter at we got this tweets or visit the maximum fun subreddit. There is probably a flame war happening right now.
0: Thank you to producer Ken Plume, to our researcher Kate McManus, to our graphic designer Uri Kelman our QA engineer, Jen Alba and our guest producer, Christian Dwayne. Yes, I am here in the max Fun studio and he's making it all sound great. Lucky. Thank you as always to Jonathan
1: Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and song respectively. And of course, thanks to you, our listeners. Uh, it's only because of you that Hal and I even talk anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for Mark Gagliardi,
1: I'm Hal Loveland. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And don't worry, everyone. We got, got this.
2: this.
0: We got this. Hi. Are you a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation? Well, that's weird because it's a corny show. But my friends Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica do a lovely podcast about it. It's called The Greatest Generation and it's on MaximumFun.org. I thought that this podcast was a bad idea, but I was wrong. Please listen to the Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org.
1: Hi, my name is Jonathan Van Ness, and I'm the host of Getting Curious. Let me ask you a question. What do you know nothing about, but you just can't stand to like find anything about it because it's just too stiff? I know for me, there was too many things to even count. So I decided I needed to start a podcast where I could find things out and make them more easily digestible to not only myself, but to you. You can find Getting Curious on iTunes or on MaximumFun.org. MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist
2: owned.
1: Listener supported.